Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wow, Teresa gets us going today, Moan. Look at that. Yeah, DK. That's uh whoo. Teresa says, Hello, mates. It's Fire Canada Day using the very now all too familiar emoji combination of the flame and the Canada flag. You what a know, day, Moan. You what know what it was, right, DK? You knew what, what you- it was, right? You said it yesterday. We did the show. This is a big week on Wednesday for the Penguins. And you okay. said a lot of out-of-towners will be in town for the Penguins game. Oh, and no. you said, DK, they heard you in the front office of the Pittsburgh, 3400 South Water Street, they heard you say a bunch of Yenzers will be inside of that stadium, that arena, and they're going to be yelling it. We can't give them the satisfaction. You it said was going to be the first chance for Pittsburghers to assemble <laughs> And to make their voices heard after the game that was played in Cleveland on Sunday. And it was going to be unlike anything that anyone had heard yet. And do I think that had anything to do with this decision? Nah. 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 <laughs> I know I know where this decision came from. I know who made it. Oh. We're going to talk about that right after uh, a certain somebody over there gets a little busy. Well, this is, okay, appropriate today because a lot of Pittsburgh and Steeler Nation has this look on its face. (laughs) Let's have it. You know, normally people say things like, oh, you hate to see somebody lose their job and you hate to whatever. Nobody's even pretending that today. This no. was this was so bad for so long uh, to a lot of players specifically, never mind fans and so forth, but the players were affected by it. Players' performances were affected by it. Players' futures were affected by it. We've said a million times, it's not on one guy. And no. it, that remains the truth, okay? <laughs> that could get exposed in the ugliest way Sunday in Cincinnati, right? Man, it could, DK. And, damage yep. was done. Damage was done. It, it was. Yeah, the damage control is almost like starting a fire in a portion of the forest to say, hey, we're going to sacrifice this side of it right now just to save the rest of it. That's what it was, DK. It was, it was, it was, it was actually being proactive. Some would still say a week or two, three weeks, a season too late with that type of stuff, DK. Um, but 
the first time, and I saw it this morning. Dude, by the way, great show this morning. Big fan of your work, okay? Uh, and I was glad to get my question answered from you this morning. <laughs> Corey, Corey, Corey Christen joined me for an emergency session of uh, whatever you'd want to call that. We didn't even have a name for it. We, we treated it like it was uh, somebody, you know, over in Afghanistan, dropping bombs on us, yeah. whatever. It was like straight news. At 8.57 a.m., Mike Tomlin announced da 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 da. But uh, it was, I get, I'm not going to lie, that was a little bit fun. But we were waiting for the real thing. Like I just told you before we got going, that was just the opening act. Yeah. Um, and, and, and I see a bunch of stuff coming in. We're going to get to it in the Hey Moan segment of it, DK. Uh, what people suggesting who should be the next guy, what that guy's going to look like, man. Nicholas, you're right. Uh, Coach T took full responsibility for that, man. Props to him. It looked like it was, uh, what do you want? What's the word, the adjective you're looking for, DK? It's a little gloomy in making that announcement. It's tough. It sucks. You just fired a person in the middle of the season, and everybody knew that was going to happen, but it had to be done. That's the thing about it, man. Like, one thing that really gets me, I, I accidentally hit that one. The big rage I is on his way, though. <laughs> but um, what's very fascinating, though, DK, is and some of our uh, watchers have been saying this, too, man. Well, a guy just got fired, and I'm always on that, too. It's a coach that got fired. We're in a performance-based profession, right, DK? If you suck at DK Pittsburgh Sports, people going to let you know, and that thing tanking, ain't it? They gonna let you know if it's bad. Yeah, it's a little different being a company owner. You can't fire yourself, but I could get fired by the boss. Exactly. But what I'm getting at is this: what happens in front of millions of people, hundreds of thousands of people, whatever the viewers are, week in and week out, you are judged on it, right or wrong. And depending on how good you do, the longer you last. I just got to ask people that are saying, hey, let's not celebrate a guy being fired. Well, we do that when players get let go more times than not. When a player get let go, it's, man, good, good riddance with them. In this one right here, Matt Canada's in the same position as every single player on that field. Your performance is based upon your employment. And if your performance is poor, your, your employment needs to go away. It is that simple, DK. And when it comes down to, I heard uh, somebody speaking about it the other day. What is Pittsburgh football? It's like, you know what it is. The standard is the standard. Like, even like national, it was Charles Davis. He covered the Browns uh, Steelers game last week. And even Mm -hmm. he was just like, everybody understand the standard is the standard. And we don't know what that means, but they get it in Pittsburgh. You got to ask yourself, did Matt Canada really live up to that standard? Go back to him. Holding the reins. He's riding the horse, DK. That horse would be in the ditch somewhere, man, if we say his performance was good and he held on to the reins. You don't let that continue, DK. The first time, and I saw you answer the question since 1941, you know how trash you have to be to be the first guy since 1941, DK? I never want to sign up for the first since. Do you, unless it's a great record-breaking Think about it, DK. You weren't even born in. I don't even think you were thought of. You I was not thought of. You're that trash. My mom wasn't born yet. That's what I mean, I'm saying. <laughs> Since 1941, God, that's got to be a – that's low, y'all. That's low. The person who made the decision to fire Matt Canada was dot, 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 
drum roll, suspense, Mike Tomlin. Tomlin. It really, really was. I am not guessing at this. Yeah. Here's how this went down. <laughs> Excuse me. Based on all of the information that I've been able to accrue this morning and afternoon. Okay. Tomlin was most displeased in Cleveland. Uh, way more displeased than for whatever reason he was letting on in that really odd press conference that Ramon and I were talking about yesterday, and a lot of you agreed with us something was up with him in that press conference. This part is not something that I've confirmed. This part is just supposition, this next part. Yeah. There had that feeling this is not the coach, this is not the way his press conferences go, and I've covered a million of them. Okay, Something was up here. This, to me, was the the look and feel of a guy who had some kind of weight lifted from him, okay? Like, he's out there. He realized, okay, that's it. Yeah. That's it. As he put it today, you reach a point, okay? You just reach a point where you know that that's his wording. He didn't give the time frame, but that was his wording, okay? Yeah. So Monday happens and everything else. He shows up first thing today uh, at South Water Street. And he has the appropriate meetings with whoever needs to know. And that, of course, includes Art Rooney. You always, 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 in, in, in the case of Mr. Rooney, you are sharing everything with him because he's there all the time. Tell and him. They're a football family, too. They are a football family. They understand the business and how it how it operates. They stay out of the way, but football is what they do. You know how they have different owners, like I think the Jaguar, Shah Khan. He has like different business ventures in else place. And the Roonies do too. But here's the other thing behind it. The Roonies do football. Their family does football. There's another section of the family that does other things, but the ones that run the Steelers mainly do football. So they understand these types of things. And truthfully, I'll be honest with you. I think both sides probably played a part into the extension. I saw this one too uh, earlier. I had one star, DK. They shouldn't have given the extension to Matt Canada in January. Well, here's the other thing behind that too. I do think that um, Mr. Rooney, the front office, Coach Tomlin, and Omar all had a conversation about, okay, let's make sure we can make this thing work before it's all that bad. When you push the red button this morning or whether that was last night, that's when you know it's out of whack right there. Those decisions to DK's point have been made up over the course of this thing, hoping the guy can get right. I'm a recipient of patience in Pittsburgh. I am. My first couple of years in the league trying to figure out how to be a pro, growing as a pro. Now, granted, I'm a lineman. I, most time, those guys have to grow into roles when it comes down to how you develop. But as a coach, when you lose your players and players are saying stuff after the game, when it gets loud outside that locker room, when players tell you, I'm tired of this bleep, this can't continue on, and you know where that target needs to be taken out, not we said it yesterday. Najee saying this was one of the biggest things that I think it speaks for the offensive side of the ball. It does. And when you have him saying something that doesn't really – that, and when he doesn't say a lot in public to the media, then you know you own to something. That's where those conversations on that bus ride back and that Monday morning have to be had. That's it. So what ends up happening here to conclude the story is that the owner, like any owner of any business, has to sign off. Yeah. So he can also say, no, coach, I'm not letting you do that. 
But that's not the way he would work, is it, Moan? It's just no. not. I just I can't see. I, I can see a, a scenario, and and this is what actually happened, where where Rooney just says, "Hey, do what you got to do, Coach." Yeah, yeah. Do what you got to do. But the, understand here, and I'm going to say this plainly and bluntly because it's only going to come up a million more times. This decision was made by Mike Tomlin. You cannot like him as a coach. You cannot like him as a person. You can whatever, okay? But the decision was made by Mike Tomlin. Yeah. You heard it in his voice. Uh, the press conference on Sunday after the game was the most telling, though. I'm glad it, he actually – It was. More than anything today. Yeah. And, and I'm glad we all got an opportunity to kind of see that because that's the thing about it, man. Um is I've heard him say that to players too. I'll tolerate you until I can't, until I know I don't have to. That's the other portion of it too. I'll tolerate you until I know I don't have to tolerate you anymore. And that's where you get when you understand we lost a game in which we win almost every time. Ten times out of ten, Sunday happens, DK. Oh, jeez. We win that game, okay? And when you're getting beat at your own game and you know the reasons why you got beat, whether that be whether that be because Kenny's lack of development because of the OC, Kenny's lack of development or play because of the play calling, your receivers who anybody would pay. I'm talking about Deontay. Still, he got 18 million dollars a year. He's this team's number one. And the the year that he got it, 18 was like the floor. And what you had, Christian Kirk reset the market. Deontay got some of that. George Pickens has shown you his playmaking ability. You can't create for him. It shouldn't be times throughout the game to where he's getting under four targets a game and not being double teamed. So when Coach Tomlin tell guys, and I've heard him say this to other players, man, I'll tolerate you until I can't. And this is going to sound frank or blunt when I say this, but y'all, when, when I say this, understand we're talking sports. These are sports conversations. This isn't any sensitivity that comes along with what I'm going to tell you he says next. When he has a player that has issues but can make crazy amount of plays on the field, you tolerate that. And you know what he'll say sometimes? Allegedly, just in case we got to be clean. The moments I realize I don't have to put up with you, I'm putting one behind your ear, and we're moving on. Jeez. Wow. Really? Allegedly. Man. I mean, that's that's really something. I have I'm, never heard that one. We're putting one behind, and there's been different phrases he, that he's allegedly used. But when you, when you throw that out there, DK, and you try to understand, okay, patience is a part of this. Maybe this guy's going to grow as an OC. Maybe his playmaking ability will be better if he comes down on the field. And all of those things don't happen. I think giving him an extension, showing that we got confidence in you in January, cool. Uh, watching what the offseason is going to look like. We got you a tackle. We got you some playmakers. Mm -hmm. We got you all the things you need. We got you an extra blocker if you need that too. Right, DK? They did all mm -hmm. of those things this offseason. It's yours, man. These guys have grown up this year. And then you let them get to the regular season. Defensively, continually winning ball games for you. You can't get over 20 points consistently. And then you run into the idea that you were in the booth, we bring you down. When he came down from the booth to the field, that was the last straw. Beginning of the end. Yeah, it was the beginning of the end. It yeah. was. Here, here's your last chance. You come down here, somebody else is going to put on the headset. Magaducci says, of course, Mr. Rooney was involved. Coach T has a fiduciary responsibility, too. Yeah, I mean, again, you have to run this one past the boss, okay? <laughs> and the boss either says yes or no. 
but the decision was made by Mike Tomlin. D. Pet says, how does a GM fit into hiring and firing? Well, if you mean in the Steelers' current structure, this decision was made by Mike Tomlin. Yeah. Does that mean that Omar Khan, Andy Weidel, and a host of others weren't involved? They weren't in on the discussions. They weren't yeah. in on, you know, talking with everybody, including, including Rooney. Yeah. Uh, of course they were. But the man stood there in front of everybody today. And I'm going to say this again. You cannot like the coach. I don't yeah. particularly like the coach. I, I don't find him likable because he's not likable with media people. And that's who I am. <laughs> that's okay? fair. So I couldn't care less one way or the other. But I know for a fact that this coach made this decision. Yeah, um, he did. And it was the right one, too. And so uh, D-Pets asks, man, uh, how how does the the GM make into this decision making? How does he yeah, fit yeah, into yeah. it? Here's mm-hmm. the thing, though, too. DK, and I think it'd be better if you emphasize this, too. But I know because I was in the building with those dudes. Omar knows ball. Omar knows when somebody's an idiot. Omar knows when somebody got a lot of potential in them. Everybody in that building, man, I don't think y'all understand that from the people that cook, from the people that clean, they understand football. Because think about where you're at. You're in Pittsburgh. One of the main commodities in Pittsburgh that unites everybody is Steelers football. And if you walk inside that room, you go through the gauntlet of understanding what it means to be a Steeler, what it means to work like one, and the expectations that it takes to continue that legacy on, too. Omar knows ball. Mr. Rooney knows ball. Coach T does, too. And when it comes down to these type of decisions, everybody's inside of the think tank. Think about this. You got scouts that are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You got scouts that everybody know that if if you have one of their guys, like, recruit somebody or scout somebody, then he's a player. This is why most Pittsburgh guys, Kevin Dotson, just on this year, he leaves Pittsburgh, he immediately gets a job. Kendrick Green leaves Pittsburgh, immediately gets a job. That's because Pittsburgh knows ball. Pittsburgh knows how to find stuff, and that's why when you have somebody who is, let's use his term, Coach Tomlin, below the line, you got to clip them. It's that simple. When we come back on the Ramon Foster Show, we will get to a vibrant as hell only segment that matters. And that's all a hey, Ramon, DK. Mm-hmm. At DK Pittsburgh Sports, we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams. Now, that connection's stronger than ever. Introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app. Find expert inside reporting and original podcasts. Check live box scores. Track the latest stats. Chat it up with our community of thousands of fans, all in one place. The new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. Yeah. <laughs> what? I don't, I don't even know. Was that? Oh, that's the boss being funny. Okay. Oh, my gosh. What is wrong with you, Dawes? Look at her just snickering behind the scenes, too. Yeah, isn't that oh, funny how that 1300 works? right now, DK. That's major yeah. right there, man. Let's yeah. do it. Yeah, I see that. Do we have that up? Yeah, let me put that up here on the screen. 1300 viewers so far uh, and climbing, by the and way. Climbing. We're, we're continuing we to head in the right direction. Make sure you hit the like button on the way up. Got to hit that like button, man. I saw uh, yesterday's video, I think, did a thousand likes, man. That's, we're on to something, DK. We might be on to something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Um, <clears throat> 
this is going to be the thing that a lot of people that. turn their attention to. Steven says, hey, Moan, who do you think will be the next offensive coordinator? Somebody that's going to stick. Somebody that, uh, to give you a name, would be foolish of me. The, the names, of course, people have been throwing around. Uh, <laughs> Alex Flores, no, not Antonio Brown or Nelson. That's my dog with no AB. Uh, Byron Leftwich's name is going to always come up. Um, depending on what happens to Brian Dayball and New York, that's probably going to come up. But you also got to look at this, too, and say to yourself, when it comes down to finding a new new OC, if you get a stud of an offensive coordinator, it's probably going to leave you for a new head coaching job. That's also – it's always in play. My expectations for a new offensive coordinator is this. Somebody that knows how to manage people better. From my understanding and talking to guys around that organization – um, that is in it, that played under Matt Canada too, the people skills were low. The ability to communicate was real bad. Um, being assertive is something that has to happen with this next guy. Think about the personalities that you have on this team. And we got to have to be honest about whoever the next guy is too, if they can handle um, Deontay, George, Najee, and Jalen, whatever that's going to be. Can they handle a, a, a very vibrant young right tackle? Because I got a feeling Broderick's going to be a very Marquise Pouncey guy, which is great. But you also got to know how to handle that too, DK. Um, roster management, distribution of the ball, getting your quarterback some more confidence when it comes down to it. I wish I would give y'all a guy that I said, that's the next guy for Pittsburgh. I think we knew it when we came down to like positionally, like Munch. Um, I think we heard rumors about Ty Haley coming in, but nobody really knew uh, whether it be somebody outside or inside. And I kind of want to go as an outsider this time, DK, because a lot of people have seen this Pittsburgh team struggle offensively. And, and I think a lot of people will be chomping at the bit to play wizard to what this group is actually capable of. I don't know who here. it's going to be. Sorry. Good stuff here from Matt Hyde, who says, hey, Moan, so the playbook with a different guy running it, What's the expectations now? And if the playbook works, do they keep it into next year? But, but there's a football game Sunday in Cincinnati. And please moan, if you can <laughs> share with people uh, how, how challenging it has <laughs> to be. Let's just say if, if there's plays that they, let's say Eddie Faulkner, who we haven't even started talking about yet, uh, or Mike Sullivan, Let's say that there's certain plays that they just detest in the playbook or they think could work with a change here. How hard would that be to do with three solid practices and a walkthrough? I think the shell of the offense is going to be somewhat the same because you can't really just scrap it in the middle of the season. Some of the plays you didn't run probably may be in there. and Some of the stuff you just said, what are we doing? You know, like, what are we doing? Those are gone. And I got a feeling a bunch of those guys in the offense had that happening. But what has to happen is this. And I saw this be the case. Um, you're going to end up having guys that are more collaborative in their approach. Because here's the other thing. Everybody in the offensive coaching side right now is playing for their jobs, too. Oh, yeah. That's a great point. They're playing for their jobs, too. So, Coach Sullivan. Coach Falconer, I mean, Coach Meyer, everybody's in this to win it right now. So if, and like I said, the conversation that Matt Canada didn't communicate well or the distribution of powers that you need to happen offensively for you weren't in line, those guys now probably come together. 
you know how it is. And I hate to even go this way, but somebody passed away. The family get closer more times, right? Like him, him being out of the building may bring this group closer. Now, I'm not saying it's going to be perfect because they got their challenges, but it's dumb to think that they don't have the talent to win games just off of what they have on paper. So to implode the entire playbook, can't really do that. You're going to work with what, what you know works, and this is what the communication with the players, what y'all want to do. What, what method of offense do you see working for us? <laughs> Probably no more jet sweeps unless it's very effective and you only do it once every two or three games. And so, you utilize Calvin Austin. I mean, you know, who didn't even touch the football on Sunday in Cleveland. Uh, there, there's, there's a lot that they can do within the scope of the existing playbook. There really is. And <laughs> it would take someone like the 11-year guard over here to my side to be able to let you know that there's there's options. A lot of it's just about rhythm. A lot of it's about timing. A lot of it's just about choices, uh, broad choices, like, yeah. you know, a minute 42 left. Don't just throw three incomplete passes. Uh, there, there's there's always, always a way to work with something. And there's a way too, Moan, isn't there, for them to adjust, let's say, for example, route trees for George Pickens. Oh, my gosh. George, so you mean to tell me you can run more than just a go route? Yeah, coach, I can. Watch me. <laughs> is, is that DK? Um, I saw something from where I said earlier as far as patient. By the way, 1,983 members. Major. The boss is in a festive mood like the rest of the city is today. That's that's for sure. Hey, would you say hey, a retail is going up today? A bunch of silver stuff is getting sold, DK? Mm, uh, uh you know, John Benjamin says, hey, Moan, do we finally feature Jalen Warren? I don't think these two things will be tied together. And you have to understand, Eddie Faulkner is the running backs coach. Eddie Faulkner has from day one, I have to say this right now, I don't care if this is going to turn, you know, turn some people off or whatever. He has been from day one a Najee guy. Okay. So don't think for a second here that he's just going to tell 22 to go stand on the sideline. No, no. Okay. I can tell you that right now. I, I know for a fact that Faulkner is a Najee guy in every way, has treated him as if he's special. Yeah, and he is. And b- being a first-round pick, that's kind of what positional coaches do, right, Moan? It is. They're going to forever get know, that opportunity. When David DeCastro came in, did he get special treatment? He did. Pounce okay, that's did not too. a knock. No. That's not a knock. And Pouncey, Marquise Pouncey did too. That's just the nature of football. That's not a knock on anybody here. Uh, yeah. Robert says, hey, Moan, when it comes to coordinators, is it more important to have great schemes or to be a great leader of men? Good question. Robert, the answer is both. You can't have one without the other. You just can't. The schemes have to work like, and that's why I want to continually push home to y'all, like systems do matter. How you call a game matters. The quarterback that you have playing in your system matters. The schemes also matter too. If I know I can be on the side of, okay, San Francisco 49ers scheme works. Does it not, DK? Yes, it does. Can uh, Shanahan communicate with his guys? Yes, it looked like it can. More times than not, Miami scheme work with what they got going on. Kansas City scheme, even though they're struggling right now, works, okay? It does have to matter if you got the guys that are right for the opportunity too. It does come down to the player sometimes because if Kenny throws the ball in that direction, they simply drop it. That ain't a scheme thing. That's a, hey, you need to be a better player thing. Greg asks here, if, if, if Kenny Pickett doesn't show shades of Kenny Pickett from late last season, 
are the Steelers going to draft another quarterback? Appreciate the contribution there, Greg. Yeah, definitely appreciate that, Greg. This is a, just as big of a test it is for Kenny Pickett as it was for Matt Canada. Like, quarterbacks are just like you can get rid of them. They're like recycling right now. And this is a big old class coming out this year. Is it going to be next year's draft? I don't think so. But to say that Kenny's safe because he let go of Matt Canada, um, I don't think that's entirely true. I look at his situation just as fragile as uh, Matt Canada's was. And that's just me being honest about the player. I like what Kenny has done, can do. But if he don't start showing what an NFL quarterback is supposed to look like, then Kenny ain't safe either. Again, think about it. When y'all, a lot of people said Chooks suck, right? And Chooks played and backed that up, right, DK? Mm-hmm. It did not. So because of that, what happened this year when the opportunity presented itself, even yeah. if it was for something that happened off the field or during the game and closing moments? Mm-hmm. What happened, DK? What happened is he the first opportunity to be taken off the field was seized. That's it. And I like Kenny. He's a first-round quarterback. So what? I think he's got to get it done in Cincinnati. I'm not kidding here. I don't think – if he lays another egg like Cleveland, uh, especially – and this is totally unfair. Do it, DK. Screw with, it. But especially with the coordinator out, okay? Because, listen, Moen, I want you to – you've had situations where you've had a coach – yeah, you know, fired or or you know, not not have the authority that he did before. Who does the onus fall on in that situation? Who does Tomlin tell, "Hey, your turn now"? It's the players. It's the players. Okay. It's the, and it's how do you players. react as a player, Moan, in that setting? How do you go. react? You go. You go, fellas. It's on us. One of my That's mo- it. No, we're one, not. <laughs> my okay. second year, DK was probably my most. Challenging year in general. I started four games my rookie year. Thought I was going into the season as a starter. Hey, let's go. That next year, DK, I was presented with being behind Trey and Chris Kimoatu, Doug Ligurski, a few guys behind. And you know what I did? Craig Urbic was still there too. It came down to me saying, F it. If I'm going to make this team, it's going to be on me. So you know what I did, DK? And the clip mm-hmm. is out there. Every single play, I dogged it, DK. I wasn't going to rely on the coaches and make a decision for me so bad that in the Philly game, and I hate to even say this, y'all are going to look this video up, but there is a picture of me at during the time of the old NFL. You can just clean people up around the pile. <laughs> Somebody was standing on the sideline around the pile, and I air catapulted DK into the back of somebody's legs. One of the most embarrassing moments in my life, okay? But it was on me to show I'm going to finish every single play, and I made the roster and the other guys didn't. They will come out of that tunnel at what's now known as Paycor Stadium like, like rabid wolves. That I can promise you from being around these guys. They've been waiting for this. They've been pining for it. And then 22 went public with it. Oh. So it's all of this is already attached in a way to the players. Now, they weren't in the house today. They're going to be in tomorrow. As Tomlin said, he's going to let them know of his decision in a locker room setting tomorrow as a group, okay? And I guarantee you he's not going to say, hey, guys, congratulations, you did it. 
Uh-uh. No. What's he going to say, Moan? It's on us to go to work. And it's almost somewhat embarrassing that we at this point. So it's on us to change and create our own narratives. That's what it is. Speaking of, of, of meetings, man, I hit my guys up, my dudes today, man. Uh, ben, Al, Dave, and Pounce, man, in the chat. You want to know who I suggested? Oh, I, I do kind of want to know. Go ahead. <laughs> ben for offensive coordinator. Did you know? <laughs> I mean, Al, pass game coordinator, because he thinks he's a guru. Dave, run game coordinator, DK. And so guess what? On every play. <laughs> Pounce got the wide receivers and tight ends because he said he had the best hands in the world. He's Mr. And skill, right? He's yeah. Mr. Skill. And I'll be the offensive line coach, DK. What do you think about that, man? I'm I'm okay with this. I just want to know what Marcus Gilbert's doing. He wasn't <laughs> in today. Well, no, he wasn't in today. But Pounce, what's okay. his name? Uh, Ben suggested that Pounce become the quarterback coach. He was like, he liked that. Okay, he liked him. And Dave said, you know where I'm gonna go with this. Dave said, we go four down mode all game. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Forget the punter. Who Forget needs punters? Punter. We we run on four downs, DK. <laughs> uh, we're gonna Love take care dudes. of some some business here. We've got. Uh, Garcia boxing versus the world. I'm not even sure what that means. Comes in with got to get Muth the ball and a 1999 contribution. I've been putting up on the screen here a lot of gifted memberships. Make sure that you have your, your settings to accept memberships. And there it is right there from the boss. Yeah. Uh, within the live chat, all you have to do is select allow gifts. If you don't have a membership yet, you can come in and, and claim one. Uh, we have a, a couple of uh, monster ones. Rochelle comes in Rochelle. at 50. Rochelle is there. Osmond Jones comes in at 50. Many, many bells. Uh, but don't let, don't, you know, don't uh, let the gifts go unused. Go ahead in there and grab them. Make sure you got the green letters and the access to all the fun emojis and other perks uh, that come with membership. I, I have a feeling that what you're going to see on Sunday, I would make this broad, and I would say something like a really fired-up group of Steelers, a really fired-up offense, or even just specifically like a fired-up Kenny. This is not the week to cut down on Najee Harris's touches. No, it's not. Okay? Yeah. This is, this is different for him. Okay? This is going to be very different. Um, that's not to say that Najee wasn't, I thought Najee's been running hard for a while now, not necessarily with the best results, but he's been running hard. This hasn't been like old Najee where you were wondering what the heck he's doing or he levy on Bellet or whatever, <laughs> wrong hole. Uh, right. He's seeing what Jalen Warren is doing. He's not blind to it. He's not numb to it. And by the way, he's not jealous of it either. No, because Hog got it together right here, DK, and this is for both of That's them. That's it. It goes. It's so mutual. I, I, I'm not sure. This didn't even really apply with Le'Veon and uh, with <laughs> Le'Veon and D'Angelo Williams. It no, because we knew who the horse was in that situation. This is one is feeding off the other. Now I do think Najee's getting, you know, used more than Warren. That's a mistake. Yeah. Okay. I mean. You know, nine carries for a zillion yards. You you got to have the ball more than nine times in your you hands. Do. But man, but it, but but that it, that's it the works. thing though too. Like 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 Hog like Warren success inside the Najee. But you would also think this George would be tied to Deontay, and Deontay would be tied to Pat. Calvin would be tied to Cal. I mean, you, you know, Calvin would be tied to also uh, Pat. Like 
none of these things are actually working. When they had the, the group with Martavis, Emmanuel, and A.B., think about the feasting that happened. If A.B. got double E8, if they decided to have two good corners and left Mar- uh, Martavis alone, Martavis ate. Think about what good offenses look like. One gets shut down, the other one eats. Like, the way it's looking right now, everybody gets shut down and they just allow you to run the ball. That can't be the way of operating, especially if you're going to throw, you know, just those quick outs right there. And I'm a fan of what they are if they work, but it's not been working as of late. Give me something that actually looks like an NFL offense moving forward. We have questions continuing to come in uh, and comments and criticisms and everything else. Brian says the Bengals won't know the buzzsaw that they're about to run into on Sunday. I normally would laugh that off considering the way the Steelers have performed overall of late. And I definitely would laugh it off if it came to just discussing the Steelers passing game. But let's not forget that amid that whole big mess in Cleveland, that they ran the ball really well against a team that ranks really high in the NFL on rush defense and against a head coach in Kevin Stefanski who started just stacking the line and it didn't matter. It didn't matter because the only person in the stadium who could stop Najee Harris and Jalen Warren was Matt Canada. (laughs) And he did. And he, and he did. So how do we feel DK about the offensive line? Remember we said they got to win the line of scrimmage and show that they can compete. I think we did see some of that. I do. The yard somewhat justified that. Now, stacking that with pass protection, stacking that with consistency of play calling, figuring out, here's the other thing too, DK, what this group's bread and butter is. Like, I think Cleveland game at least gave you some sentiment that, look, we can work with this five. Now, maybe there's a spot or two that still have to be upgraded, but all in all, I think they held it down very well, DK, when it comes to what you asked of them in those moments, considering the firing of an offensive coordinator was in the Williams, too. There's, uh, there's, when I think of the offensive line, and I wish, because we're getting so many comments in there moving so fast that I can't necessarily keep up with the ones that I like and want to go back to. But somebody, and I apologize to you, asked about what Eddie Faulkner. Uh, and or Mike Sullivan can do in conjunction with Pat Meyer and the offensive line. Can you go in there into that room and say, listen, what can we do here, guys? Okay, that guy's gone now. What are we missing here? Because, so here's, you know, Mason Cole and everybody else were, ma- were they, they've all been making noise. Okay, mm-hmm. they've all been, and we can say this now since he's gone. Okay, now I'll even start using names now. Okay? <laughs> They've all been making noise. If you think this was just Najee having a bad afternoon by the lake, okay, that, that wasn't the case. Everybody, everybody was like that, including number eight, okay? Everybody. And so here's the thing, though, too. When I tell you guys communication wasn't one of Matt Canada's strong suits, it wasn't. Apparently, he was a recluse. Apparently, he was just by himself and just nobody could get in on what he was thinking, what he wanted you to do, and how you wanted to operate. So, whoa, 2,000 members, DK? Let's, members. Mm-hmm. let's go. Let me finish up real quick before we celebrate. Here's the thing. if When that's the case, now that that group has an understanding of what they are, 
and and what they want to be as a group. We're talking about Sullivan, we're talking about Meyer, we're talking about Coach Faulkner, right? Here's the thing. They know they got to make it work. They know no egos are a part of this. Now, who calls the plays and who says who has the biggest vote when it comes down to the flow of the offense? What I do know is this. When you're presented with these opportunities, it really does boils down to what do you guys like running? Like those conversations where we were really good on offense, it was almost like it was an open book test. What do you guys want to do this week? Not to say that the coaches didn't care and that the coaches didn't have control, but moan, pounce. What y'all want to run this week, man? Al, what you like, what you don't like. Al was one of the first guys I've ever heard say, I don't like chips. Don't chip on my side. Don't run an offense where they have a chip on it. Yeah. Gil was another one. Don't chip on my side. I don't want that. We're good enough to hold our on because that messes you up. Like those are the things that you do when you have guys that are in on the offense together, man. Again, I want to see Kenny throw for 300. If he give me 270 and a win, you're going to take that all day long. But that's what it becomes a collaboration more than anything is what I'm telling you. Jim Fairfield reminds that some of us can't afford to send contributions and a bunch of gift memberships, but we are still loyal subscribers. Yeah, We can't say it often enough, Jim. Everybody, everybody is appreciated equally. That's just, that's just how it rolls here. So whether you're coming in like Jay Freeman uh, does regularly comes in with $50 or whether you're, or whether you are our new reigning dog in the equation, Rochelle, uh, Rochelle is is uh, is is mentioning you know both this and the the emergency show that we did earlier today. Rochelle, a big dog. That's what she is out here. DK. Hey, her Jay Blackman crushing it. Yeah, she most she most definitely is. Uh, we're we're grateful for the contributions. We want to keep moving with the football talk because we've got a lot of it. Peripheral Saint says, "Hey, Moan, how does Matt Canada's firing change the way the Bengals prepare for Sunday?" Will they play more vanilla defenses? Uh, I still think they're going to try to light up Kenny just because That's they can. My bad. <laughs> I took that down. Um, I, I think they're going to still try to light up Kenny until Kenny proves that he can stay in that pocket and get the job done. Kenny's ability to stay in there and withstand pressure is something that he has to get used to. Um, I expect the run game to be more simple. Heck, if you can beat up the guys across from you, which they did somewhat last week at a better rate than they have in almost any other week, then you got something. There's not many Miles Garrett's out there, okay? There's not many of those guys that can just call their shot and make it go home. Uh, I hope to see more routes, more cleanliness to it, and just more precision. You know what I'm saying? Like, make your moment and go. We hadn't seen that from Kenny. You know, it's funny. I, I don't do a whole lot of watching of, of football TV, like football talking heads and whatever, but they, they managed to make it onto my timeline on social media. So you'll see these snippets of things that guys say. And somebody, and I genuinely don't remember who it was, was on, I believe, NFL Network today, saying the first thing that has to happen, the first order of business for Eddie Faulkner for Mike Sullivan, and really, let's not leave out Mike Tomlin, okay? Yeah. Is that they've got to clean up. Okay, this this crap between Kenny and Deontay has to stop. I don't care at this point who's at fault. When you have the one of the top two or three verified best route runners in football, and you have a quarterback who in the preseason and all summer long, they looked like they were on yeah. every vibe, and they spent all year 
away from regular Steelers facilities working together, and they look like they haven't got a clue between the two of of them, that's what you fix up. And that's not a Matt Canada thing, except if he wasn't, like you said, Moan, communicative and he wasn't in their faces himself. Yep. Yep. No. Spot on, DK. Has to get cleaned up. I can't stress that if all they did, Moan, between now and Sunday, and this is asking a lot too, was to fix stuff. Okay. Regular old Matt Canada plays, but just do them properly. Yeah. It would make a world of difference. It will. George wants to know Hey, Moan, have you taken the temperature of some of your friends in the room following the Canada firing? If so, what's being said? I presume he's not referring to the guys you were you were texting with nah, today <laughs> not those dudes man what um I'm, I'm sure it's this uh being in a situation where where we knew a guy was gonna go it's about time i think guys will step up higher in leadership roles now um i'll tell you one guy for sure was probably happy as hell dk and he never held any punches he never did there's a video out there of him not holding any punches and that's chris boswell Boz was on that fire Matt Canada train before any of you guys were. Uh, Boz was – we mentioned him yesterday, too. We did. going to be the happiest guy. Boz was – he's the driver. He's at the locomotive. He's got the little old-school choo-choo hat. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he does. And, and I'm going to put Jacob back up there. But it was – I had me thinking about this. Trevor said, hey, Mo, do you think this will give extra confidence to the entire team? Will morales skyrocket or will it have the opposite effect? I think it skyrockets. Even the defense. Skyrockets. Even the defense. I, I think it might – honestly, Moan, I think in a funny kind of way, it might be especially the defense. It will. They're, they're the ones that are getting stuck out there for 75, 80 snaps a game. Three and outs won't work. You're getting you're getting like rubbed to a nub, DK. When is that? So Trevor, I think you get morales, win, lose, or draw up because of it. Because now you can see a little bit of daylight, man. Boss, that's Boss. <laughs> Boss, that dude is an assassin, man. Do you hear me? Look, it's people sure, find that video. Sh- it sure as f wasn't because of you. Was the exact <laughs> line. For you guys don't know what we're talking about. It was the Steelers were coming off the field Baltimore, at Ackershire Stadium. It was it was it was in Pittsburgh. But oh, yeah, okay. that, that was who that was who they want. And everybody's doing that thing by the door where they're waiting and greeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As you're coming in and everywhere else, and somebody somebody comes to Matt Canada and and they give him a, a hug and, and Canada yells out woo or something like that. And Boz is coming in like four feet behind him and says it sure as f wasn't because of you <laughs> and didn't hold back and did not hold back man didn't care who heard it he no. didn't care who heard it he's so much more important to the team than that guy he wasn't worried about it no at all nick man great question oh jeez. Uh, you got nick back up dk i gotta answer them because this morning was good man uh so you guys know i have my morning show in nashville nick asked the question how excited was i uh, I wasn't oh, celebrating. Sorry. Yeah, everything's moving too quickly today. Yeah, I wasn't <laughs> celebrating or rejoicing because the dude lost his job, even though he's going to get paid. But this morning, yeah, I was, that's uh, another thing. He's still getting paid, everybody. He was guaranteed paid. money. I mean, yeah. Christmas is still going on in the Canada household, okay? Oh. Uh, but I actually went outside with my producer. He goes on a cigarette break. I just go with him to chat with him and, you know, peep the Nashville scenery. And I walk back in, and my two other co hosts was like, you got ESPN. You check your notes. I was like, no, nah, I ain't looking at my phone. We were outside talking. It's like, oh, just wait till we come back. We get back on air. And it's like, according to, I think it was Adam Schefter, 
Matt Canada has been released from his duties. And I was like, yes, finally on air. We had a whole Pittsburgh segment here in Nashville about how bad it's been and what that team should look like, man. I wasn't rejoicing in it, but it was one of those moments where, you know, old Yeller, he's on his last leg. It's time to watch flowers grow. Oh, that's geez. dark right there. It's almost that's that's uh, that's pretty ominous here. Hodge Hodge asks Kevin Dotson said it last year. Tell me who to block and I'll block him. It seems this O line is better at gap rather than zone. Uh, what do you think about that, Moan? You know what else I thought about? Hmm. Adrian Clem. Mm. Clem. He and I had some conversations about how the operation of the O was, and I defended Clem because I knew more at the time. It was just couldn't, couldn't say it. Couldn't and say couldn't much say and won't say much, and I won't go much further than that. But you don't leave more times than not the NFL for a college job unless you're just miserable. Is what I say because Clem's still it's in that fraternity. Really rare, yeah. It's, it's very rare, is it not, DK? And then to do it in the middle of the season. You don't do that unless you're that miserable when it comes down to saying what Dotson said, tell me who to block and I'll block them. Like, yeah, it's been a lot of that. And now you'll probably hear more people saying that stuff because you can. When somebody piss you off that bad, it's only so much you can hold back after they're out of your fold and there's a level of respect to it. Well, tomorrow's locker room, the first time it's open to the media since – well, it's the first time the players will be in the locker room since the announcement is it it might be epic. Yeah. And remember that Wednesday is also the day that Kenny Pickett uh, speaks. Uh, by the way, this is crazy that this is a side note today, but Tomlin did affirm that Pickett is the starting quarterback going into Cincinnati. And so what yes, does that it mean? came up. Well, the fact that he was asked, you know, and the fact that he answered it without, you know, some you know some condescending insult or whatever <laughs> you know he just said yes okay and it, and it wasn't it wasn't anything more than that um yeah it, it's been a day guys you know it really yeah. has you know Ken, has Ken, Ken comes in and says hey Moan your buddy Willie Cologne wants Byron Leftwich to be the offensive coordinator next year what do you think of of Byron, be honest. No PC answer. When do you get that here, Ken? I get it from this honest group right here, man. Yeah. I'll get it because I ain't given an answer earlier. I I love the idea that Byron's going to be Byron could be the uh, offensive coordinator in Pittsburgh. A guy you're familiar with, a guy that's had uh, Bruce Arians, you know, mentoring him throughout his career. So you know you're going to have some deep shots. You know you're going to have a developing offense. You know you're going to have a guy that knows how to communicate with the players too thing about be left is this is you know handling pittsburgh's the personalities of it you know coaching where you played at goes into the effect and also this too y'all the expectations of being on the offensive side in pittsburgh is scrutinized a little bit more than the defense the defense is expected to be good and more times than not good if be left is the guy for the job and he is offered it and takes it I still will say there needs to be a level of patience, although I don't think B. Left is going to need that much patience. I think he knows what the hell he's doing. Our friend Little Bit of Coin says, I've had such a horrendous week, so thank you guys for making me laugh today and that we finally got rid of Canada. Uh, good for you, dude. You know, just, yeah. you know, uh, whatever it is that you got going on, you know, punch through it. You know, there's always something brighter on the other side. Uh Brian says, uh, best Steelers group. Well, we'll agree with that part. 
right, we'll know, appreciate this, this. This this is uh this, this is quite the uh quite the little family we've assembled here. Uh, Jonathan's just happy that he was able to make it in for the live version of the show. Had a hot off day. Hey, way to come on in, John. Mm-hmm. <laughs> PA Bowhunter says, Hey DK, I was on Kenny Pickett's side. Hopefully he'll be the franchise quarterback, but watching him, he doesn't even go through his progressions. I'm starting to worry that he's not a quarterback. Moan, what do we do with this? What do we do with the Kenny thing here? Do you give him it's not a clean slate? Okay. It can't be a clean slate. No. These those passes, you know, that we saw Sunday in Cleveland, you don't just say, Oh yeah, those are those are just gonna be magically gone. What do you do with him now? Kenny gonna have to get out of Kenny's way and realize Matt Canada ain't there. Like Kenny probably needs a a stronger mentor. I don't know what you want to call it. He needs a quarterback whisper because he's not actually playing quarterback right now. He's just throwing the ball around and operating. Like that's all he is. Like the dude that had all of this upside. We've seen hardly any of it consistently, consistently in Pittsburgh. Name me times where you realize, well, you got more than one deep shot from Kenny. Or you you hit a guy flush over the middle. Like, I know Deontay, when he first came back, missed that ball down the middle, down the seam. But Kenny could have lowered that a little bit. Like, where has that precision gone into play with Kenny? Is he the guy for the job? That's hard to say. Yeah, we just don't know. I can't but say I, I no. know this though. I know this. I don't get the sense that the that the head coach is in much of an experimental mood. And I will say this again. If Kenny looks in Ohio this weekend the way he looked in Ohio this past weekend, um I think he he becomes the next discussion point. I it, I mean I'm only saying that oh, if yeah. he's that bad, okay? And I I don't mean discussion point among us cuz we don't matter. I mean discussion point where it does matter. No doubt. Because uh, you, you can't you can't do that week after week after week. The patience runs out. Yeah, it does. Uh this one, DK. Let's get this one real quick. It came quick. Burger, man. Welcome in. First time I feel like I've seen you up on our screen, but he got Shaq Leonard if he clears waivers. Question mark. Clearing waivers is the only way you're gonna make that one happen, I think. Um, just on the basis of he's 16 million a year or more, if I'm not mistaken. And also you cutting a starting middle linebacker during the middle of the season. Something's wrong. Red, red flag. Red flag. Some, something's really wrong there. That's like the scene in uh the scene in Moneyball where Billy Bean gets on the phone with another guy and he says, Hey, I'm putting this guy on the block. Uh, what are you gonna give me for him? And the guy says, Random name. And Billy Bean goes, all right, you got a deal. He goes, hang on a second, Billy. What's wrong with him? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I, I love playing against him. I'll say this. He's been more injured uh, than playing. I, last year he had the injuries. I think he had the neck thing or something like that. Colts is not – they are not a bad team. So for you to cut a starting middle linebacker in the middle of the season, and I, you guys know I watched that group. Um, I don't know if that's his way out. Or what? But I don't. I'm a side out of the heck out of it. Is what I'm telling y'all. The main things from today before we wrap up the show, and heaven knows we've been left with a ton of material here, is that Mike Tomlin fired Matt Canada. I'm gonna say that one last time here. Okay, this was not this was not done at the ownership level. It was done with ownership's approval. Yeah, but it was not initiated by ownership. It was initiated by the head coach. And you're, 
you're going to enter a weekend where you've got a running backs coach as your coordinator and a quarterbacks coach actually calling the plays. So that tells me, although Tomlin did not detail this today, that tells me that you're going to have Eddie Faulkner on the sideline the way Matt Canada was. He's there in everybody's faces communicating. He's the, the focal point, okay? Whereas I believe Sullivan is going to be up in the booth actually calling out the yeah. X's and O's and utilizing that language. Moan, I have a fear that this weekend you're going to see a lot of people not understanding that there's not much you can change. And I don't know that we can emphasize that point strongly enough. It's not going to look very different, certainly not in terms of the actual X's and O's, because it can't. What what I'm hoping you do see, though, DK, is that strain to actually win and be better. Like, if a ball is close to you, catch those plays. Like, if there's an extra block to be made downfield, effort is what I'm looking for, because I do feel like that group has had a black cloud over it. Let's just be real about that, DK. I think it's been that. I think it's been that way for a while too, DK. And now maybe they play a little bit more freely. Maybe they get it, you know, to a spot to – I see Alex Flores says Dotson is is a high-grade guard now. One, system. Two, maybe because Matt Canada's not there. Like, all of this goes into play. Like, we knew Kevin Dotson could play, right, DK? It was a matter of his consistency. We saw it. We didn't have to guess at it. I'm not talking about practices. I'm not talking about preseason. We saw it when he filled when he first came onto the field. Remember filling in for Matt Filer? Guys were going backward. Yeah, they were violently, and he, and he lost that. So maybe, and I've I've seen somebody consistently asking the question: Does Coach Faulkner help the O line play? Well, he's a running back. Maybe asking his running backs what they want to run and which way they feel comfortable. You know, on which plays they call that matters too. If zone right works better than zone left, why are we continually running zone left? Maybe because Matt Canada didn't listen. Maybe it's because, well, if he's telling if the offensive coordinator instructs your running backs to make a backside cut when he should keep a front side on every play, then maybe he should do that. Those are the things I'm hoping to see. Decision-making be concise. Decision-making to be quick. You know what I'm saying? Like, those are the things I'm looking for this week. If they just so happen to put up 31 points, DK, I might attempt to do a backflip. Just because of the morale. <laughs> Somebody like, the, write this down. <laughs> morale means nothing because once you get punched in the mouth, it is what it is. But you got to feel this group feels better about where they are without Matt Canada in the fold. And that's just facts. Talking to the guys that's on that squad, you hear that. And they can't say that type of stuff out loud. And I know DK's held back a lot of intel from guys that have said stuff to him that he can't say to us because of that working relationship that's no longer there now. Our last question of the day goes to CT, who says this question is for Ramon from a player's perspective. Now that Matt Canada is gone, who on the offense needs to get in Kenny Pickett's ear, meaning meaning of his teammates, of his players? Who, who needs to get in his ear? Truthfully, CT, nobody. The quarterback is the premier position. If Kenny's trying to be that leader, he's going to have to get in his own ear and get out of his own head. To me, I'm never going to let up on him the same way some of y'all will not let up on Coach T. And it's fair for both to receive criticism and get an understanding about what's real. I'm not going to let up on Kenny. The same way Broderick Jones come in as a rookie and go get it, it's the same thing I kind of expect from Kenny Pickett. Why are we going to say somebody got to get into Kenny's ear? That's not realistic. Like, 
what good is the pep talk? Like legitimately, if he can't fix himself. Yeah, we've had, my goodness, I can't even begin to count the number of questions and submissions and everything else. Uh, it, it, this is a session unlike any that, that, that we've had on this show. It's, it's just completely crazy. Uh, I, I want to throw this one up here because I, I have a point to make before we go to our little closing. Mike says, uh, hey, Moan, what's your opinion of Tomlin saying that he never told the players? I personally would have felt slighted if I was a player and he told the media before telling us. I'm, I'm not picking on you here, Mike. I want to use this as an example of how people will just grab onto anything to go at this head coach when, in fact, there's already so much legit stuff. What Tomlin was asked was whether or not he told the locker room. And he had already made clear, but he went and reinforced it. The players weren't even in the building today. Okay? Players day off. Play, it's players day off, Moan. Did you show up for work on Tuesdays? I worked out early in the morning. I was gone. Back home. Before but there was no assembly and there was no... no there was I wasn't no, upstairs. Yeah. You were, you were upstairs working in the classroom. It's different. Yeah. Okay? There was no locker room setting on Tuesday because there never is. He said he's going to have that address with them in the locker room tomorrow. Nobody was slighted. Nobody was anything. And you're saying that he never told the players. The player, players know. Moan. We know. Players know. We hey. knew Ty Haley was going to be let go before it happened. We knew players Randy Finkins last know. year. Yeah. Um, all of those guys. And and uh, here's the thing about it, too. What's going to happen probably tomorrow morning, Coach T's going to call a meeting. Everybody's going in. He's going to tell them, hey, we're moving on. And that's going to be that. Those dudes are going to go downstairs and media will be in the locker room. And from there, their answers will be their own. It'll never be Coach Tomlin said this. It'll be what they feel about how and why Matt Canada was let go. The more information Coach Tomlin gives guys also, think about it, 53 plus how many, 16 on practice squad plus all the staff. One, everybody in the building knows why it happened. But two, the more information he gives, the bigger the story gets too. Like that's the other issue right there. Is It's real concise. We let him go and that was that. And here's the thing. We've been begging and asking for a long time. Coach T, get rid of him. Get rid of him. And he did it. And then what happened? We asking why. We no, asking, we're asking. We're, we're accusing him of not being the one who did it. Yeah. That's just my two cents. You wanted the man gone. Coach T did it. And that's that on that. Yeah. And there's there's. There's nothing else to it, but that's not good enough. I mean, he's he's become unpopular with his fan base. There's no question about it. It might be at a bottom point uh, for him over his long tenure here, and that's something that he can only turn around one way. Only Hold one on. way. Before you go there real quick, uh, I just saw something that said this right here. Uh, somebody said, so, so what if they're friends? He was real good friends with Joey Porter Sr. too. Real tight, family-wise and everything. Almost a family member. Friendship don't matter when you're trying to win games. It's that, yeah. it's that simple. Yeah. Yeah, and it obviously took an awful lot for Matt Canada to get fired in season and to do something that, and to achieve something dubiously that nobody had achieved in 80 years here. Um, yeah, so let's come back after this. Uh, no doubt. Let's do it. Let's do it. We'll be right back.
Yeah, just like that. <laughs> Damned if you do, says Kia. That's what it is. It is. You know, it, it's it, it really is. And here, and this is another one here too. Bink says the Tomlin hate has seemed normal for years. <laughs> uh, it's it not not quite to this extent. It it it's it's getting pretty it's getting pretty tough right now. Yeah, and you're not going to have you know. Let's say that Matt. Let's say that. Uh, well, I can't even get Matt Canada out of my head here. I know, right? Let's say that Kenny goes and struggles, or the team stinks on Sunday in Cincinnati. You know, all that, all those fingers start pointing toward the head coach way more than they will at that quarterback. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. And that this is, you know, the way to the way to get respect here, as Wade points out here, go get some first downs. How about that? Move right. the sticks. You know, move the sticks, DK. Um, make the playoffs. Get out of the first round. That's what you do. Uh, I see you, Jim. Frustration from a fan base. It should be. This is normal. It's all right. Nobody's going to ever be upset with anybody having frustration as a fan. Absolutely not. I get it. And then, of course, in today's society, you get tired of the same old song and dance, right? Like, could Chuck Noll survive this era, DK? Oh. You know? I, I don't know. I don't know if Bill Cowher could have survived this era. I mean, this is, this is it's, different. It's different. It takes it's a different. lot to tune it out. Um, that's the one thing, you know, Matt, uh, uh, the one and only thing that I'll give Matt Canada any credit for over his tenure. Uh, I don't believe that he tuned it out. I don't believe that for a second based on some stuff that I've heard. I do believe that he put up a real solid stiff upper lip in dealing with it. Okay. Those Thursday sessions were, th those were a, a, a testament to being able to tough out pretty much any any setting here jackson wants to know if kenny liked the move everybody liked the move okay everybody don't make me single people out here okay <laughs> yeah, you know uh, did you pick up on when kenny said in cleveland the other day that uh, we expected them to be in man and then we came out and they weren't and it took us too long to adjust who's us <laughs> okay <laughs> who'd you think he was talking about that's the answer right there, DK. Yeah. I mean, like, he can't – he he just played terribly himself, so he's not in much of a position to make a big stink about it. But yeah. it happened, you know? It, it happened, man. Oh, wow. What a, what, what a day for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I was not expecting it. I wasn't. I said it either happened at the bye or, or it won't happen. Losing the way you did on Sunday, it speeds up a lot of stuff. It does. I, I can't begin to share with you strongly enough how unsurprised I was by it. Only because of being in that room Sunday in Cleveland. Yeah. And I just, something, something, something was off there. Something he had just, he had reached this calm. Okay. That's what that was. It was almost like a chill thing. So he's wow. going through the motions with his answers. Yeah, I mean, they had a great crowd, great defense, whatever else. What do you want me to say? What do you want yeah, me to say? Yeah. In my head, everybody, all of you with microphones and cameras, I just fired the coordinator. I just did that in my head. So I'm feeling pretty good right now. That's what he could have <laughs> said at the podium. Yeah. Do you follow me? A <laughs> little, bit, little bit of coin said that he had, he had made his decision. Oh, and Monday somehow, morning had to happen. The meetings with Omar and Mr. Rooney had to happen. And somehow the biggest news of the day gets saved for the very, very end of this fine program. Are you ready, Moan? 
Man, please show me something. I'm not Cat leaving. Manita. Cat Manita is who he is, everybody. He's not changing for nobody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not leaving. It's like Leo and Wolf of Wall Street. I'm not leaving. <laughs> <laughs> the show goes on. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that I did not see coming. That one I did not see coming. <laughs> yeah, considering we met you, you can't change the name, man. There it is. Thanks again to everybody, voluminous contributions and everything, <laughs> and uh, for you know for everything. Yeah, um, thanks. This is, it's, it's a this is again not to sound like I'm tap dancing on the guy here or whatever, but I honestly really don't care for him, so I really don't care that much. Uh, this is a great day for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It is a great day for the Steelers fan base. And I think it might not be such a great day for the Cincinnati Bengals. I really do. Facts. I Facts. really uh, I'm looking forward to this one. Beat them while they're down. They don't feel no sympathy for us, DK. Something about uh, something about somebody's problems, right? Yeah, people either glad you got them or don't want to hear about your problems, baby. That's it. See you guys tomorrow when he'll still be fired. Bye. <laughs> Jeez. You idiot. <laughs> <laughs>